Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hi, this is Darren Clark, the producer of the show. And this week's episode of Perpetual Traffic is brought to you by Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. If you are wanting to play the ultimate game of starting, scaling, and eventually exiting businesses, then this is your seat at the table. Tomorrow's episode features AJ Mirabadini, who has helped many private equity firms build teams. So you can join them as they talk about how do you find and hire talent and build systems that will set you up for future acquisition. My approach to entrepreneurs, especially founder-led organizations, is to run their businesses as though they're about to sell it. And if they start out running a company like that, I think they'll they'll see that the way a buyer, especially a non-emotional agnostic buyer would look at their business is how good a team do they have? How good is their marketing? How good are their products? How well do they have their finances figured out? And are they systematic and are they scalable? So that's Business Lunch with Roland Frazier tomorrow on Apple Podcasts. What's new and exciting, Molly? Number three is what's new and exciting. Steps to take if disapproved. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns. Not alongside, but virtually alongside my awesome co-host, Molly Pittman, who I'll be dishing off to in just a few minutes here. We're going to be doing a two-part episode here today in one single episode all about policy and some of the challenges that we faced recently and some of the insights that we've gotten from our amazing partner manager at Facebook. And also, Molly will be telling you about a way in which Facebook is now reviewing your ads so that if you do get ads disapproved from Facebook, there's a new way in which to get those reapproved. So she'll be getting into that after I talk about some of the challenges that we've had with regard to policy, as well as some warnings from the Partner Manager Program in Austin, who has helped us tremendously as a high-volume agency 
in navigating through some of these thorny policy questions that I know a lot of our listeners are dealing with on a daily basis. So the first thing probably to mention is that uh, some of these things that we're going to be talking about today, you don't need to worry about quite as much if you actually work with Tier 11. Tier 11, our agency is still accepting customers here in 2019. We've ramped up our team. We do look for primarily e-commerce businesses that are spending at least $20,000, $30,000 worth of advertising spend per month. But also, we do have a fair number of digital and information-based product customers as well. We're in over about 40 different industries. We're now spending about $40, $50 million per year on ads. So if you're interested in getting Tier 11 to run your ads for you, just go to tier11.com forward slash work with us. And uh, you can get yourself on a call uh, with our awesome VP of business development, as well as myself, and talk through some of the ways in which we might be able to work with you. So nonetheless, that's tier11.com forward slash work with us. Check it out. And would love to talk with you about how we can help grow your business faster with Facebook and Instagram advertising. So to start today's episode off, I wanted to talk to you about some of the incidents that we've seen with some of our customers having their ads being flagged as low quality. I don't know whether you've seen this in your ad account, but since Facebook made changes to the algorithm last year yet again, and it's continuously being updated, bear in mind, we've seen policy change quite a bit, especially in the last year. And for some people, this has been a blessing because their ads have always been high quality. And that means that they have a higher place in the auction and get more impressions than other ads. But then there's other ads that are in some of the spaces where they could be deemed inappropriate or flagged as low quality. And uh, a lot of those industries, such as health and wellness, for example, work at home, business opportunities, anything that relates to making money online, those are always going to be the types of ads that Facebook is going to take a really close look at. So as a Facebook advertiser, I think it's really important for you to make sure that in your favorites on your browser is to have the Facebook policy up and check it every so often because it does change. And one of the things that has changed quite a bit is ads being flagged as low quality. And this may or may not be related to either clickbait, sensational ad content, or your landing page experience. So this is definitely something that we've gotten a fair amount of coaching from through our partner manager, and uh, happy to share what we know about all this with you here on today's show. So let's not forget that Facebook, their biggest goal, as well as Instagram, of course, is to build meaningful connections between people and businesses. So as a result of that, they've continued to vest in research that understands experiences that people like and people don't like. So based on those learnings, they expand their efforts to reduce ads that are deemed low quality or even ones that are clickbait. And so when we say this, this is actually a policy straight off the Facebook policy page. But next time you're in the newsfeed, and if you're in the car right now, don't do it as you're driving. But the next time you go on the newsfeed, actually find an ad from an advertiser in your newsfeed and click around a little bit on the top of the page. So for example, say you're on your newsfeed right now, you can actually see 
the ones that are sponsored, obviously. And I'm clicking on one actually as I talk right now. Up in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to see three little dots. And in there, it actually has a hide ad, report ad, save post. Why am I seeing this? So anytime an advertiser shows an ad to someone who hides the ad, from what we've found, or actually hides the ad or clicks on why am I seeing this, and then inside why am I seeing this, hide all ads from this advertiser, that's a very powerful signal back to Facebook that you're either going to spend more to reach the same audience, potentially, or you're not going to get as many impressions or lose your spot in the auction. So taking you back to episode 144, where we actually went through this, we met with some folks who actually had helped either advise or build the algorithm, as well as the Facebook auction, which is pretty much the same thing. We know that people who don't like your ads, there is a very powerful relationship between people who like your ads and people who don't. So when I say like, not in the common sense like Facebook-like, meaning that they interact with your ad in a positive way is a like, for example. Let's say you like it or you share, for example. So if you have lots of shares on your ads, lots of comments, lots of likes, that's obviously a very strong signal back to Facebook that you're going to win more auctions and your ads are going to be shown at the top of that auction. Basically, there's three spots in the auction and you'll win the ones at the top more often than not, provided that you have this positive user experience and you're building meaningful connections. So our good friend Dennis Yu has actually stated that when it comes to positive and negative feedback on ads, there's a sort of a scoring system that's done sort of behind the scenes that we're not really privy to. So this is just more theory than anything, but I think it's an important point is that, for example, you might get a quarter of a point positive for a three-second video view, or you might get one point for a like, or maybe you get six points for a comment, or maybe you get 13 points for a share. But on the negative feedback side, if you get a hide post or report as spam, or hide all posts, or unlike a page, that's a negative 100 points. So whether or not our numbers are 100% accurate, and Dennis Yu obviously knows this stuff really, really well, but the point is, is that a negative comment or a hide post, report spam, hide all posts, is almost 100 times more powerful than a like which means that you as the advertiser have to really dial in your marketing, dial in your message, dial in your images, dial in your videos. And hopefully you've been able to do that listening to this show here with 180 some odd episodes. We've certainly given you a lot of clues as to how to do that. So there is a way in which you can actually check this too. So you can actually find the ads inside page posts. Page posts, if you're in the ads manager, just click over to all tools and you can go to page posts and you can actually find the ads themselves, okay, based upon date. Unfortunately, sometimes the search box that's on the top doesn't work quite as well as we all would want it to. And once you click on the ad, which is, remember, an ad on Facebook is basically a post, especially those that are seen in the mobile newsfeed or the, the desktop newsfeed, you can actually see how many angries you got, how many hide posts you got, how many report as spams you got, how many hide all posts you got on that particular ad, which is one of the reasons why we tell everyone to 
when they're running multiple ads that are the same ad copy and same image, use the post ID. And we can leave a link in the show notes as to how to actually do that, but use the post ID because it aggregates all your comments, all your shares, all your likes into one single ad unit. It's much, much easier for your social media manager or the person who actually minds your social to comment and to reply to potential customers, as well as to delete and get rid of some of the trolls who might be leaving negative comments on your ads. So once again, you can go into page posts and actually find this data, but keep in mind that a hide post is a hundred times more powerful than a like. So it's really important that you dial in your targeting, dial in your message. So one of the things that we did talk with Facebook about way back in episode 144, and we'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well, is that when an ad wins an auction and gets shown, it's the one with the highest total value. We go through this pretty in depth in that episode. Highest total value basically means bid times estimated action rate plus user value equals total value. So some of that is a black box, obviously. Bidding, obviously you can control that. It's either lowest cost or auto bid or lowest cost with bid cap. Target cost, we tend to prefer lowest cost, no bid cap. Estimated action rate, which is a bunch of other things, which includes ad account history, your ad set, your campaign, page history, a bunch of other factors. But the third component to that is user value. And we did find out when we actually met with Facebook that they do have a third-party company that actually goes and looks at ads, not only just their policy department, which reviews ads, you know, sometimes automated and sometimes not prior to you actually going live inside Ads Manager. But Facebook does employ a third-party company to actually take a look at your ads in the newsfeed. So user value is super important. And one of the things that I want to bring to your attention here is post-click experience. We've always, always thought that there was a bounce rate or a negative impact of somebody who would click on an ad of yours and immediately back-click. We actually had a customer of this One of our um, media buyers, Jenny, found this out, I think it was three years ago, when we had replaced the thank you page after an opt-in for an old customer with some kind of horrible offer. They had this horrible funnel person working for them. Whereas before, they had this great user experience. It was almost like a magazine. People would dive deep and go you know, 20 links into the magazine. It was really beautifully made. As soon as they actually switched over that thank you page, to that scammy sort of not in line offer without our notification, by the way, we noticed that all of the lead costs for her ads started to creep up double or triple or even quadruple what they had been prior to the page on the thank you page being swapped out. This wasn't even the landing page. This was the page after the landing page. So we've seen this coming on for quite some time now. So I think it's super important for you to remember and also to look this up on the links that we'll send to you in the show notes is keeping in mind low quality landing pages. And this includes low quality landing pages, maybe even after your first landing page. So just like we said, that was nearly three years ago that we experienced that exact phenomenon and it's still happening today. And I think Facebook's getting even smarter at finding this out and then you're going to lose your place in the auction as a result of it. You won't get as much impressions or your click costs will all of a sudden start to skyrocket. Your click-through rates will tend to decrease or your CPMs will increase, your cost per click will increase. 
all these other sorts of things that are just going to have a deleterious effect on your ads and make you spend more than you need to for your advertising dollar. So low quality landing page attributes might be some of the following. So some of the things for you to keep in mind. First thing is they lack substantive or any sort of original content. If you have a landing page that basically just has, you know, five words on it and an opt-in box, probably not the best landing page. Where there was a big threat of this three, four years ago and the likes of lead pages and click funnels were first started to take a lot of marketers' businesses to the next level. There was always the threat that Facebook doesn't like landing pages. That is not the case, still is not the case, but the landing page itself, after they click, has to have a positive user experience, okay? The other part to this is that maybe you have a disproportionate volume of ads relative to content, not something that we deal with, but something to keep in mind. Perhaps you're sending someone to a content page and there's tons of ads in the right-hand rail, or maybe there's a pop-up or an interstitial ad that comes up. These are all contribute to a negative user experience and they lower your ability to win the auction and get shown as the ad with the highest total value, going back to episode 144. Another thing is if you have a landing page that provides an unexpected content experience, okay? So this might include spreading the article or the actual juice of the page across several multiple pages and requiring the customer to click and or load multiple pages or read through the full article. I haven't seen this quite as much but if you do do this, make sure that there's heavy content on your first page. And if you don't want to have a 17-foot sales page, you know, top to bottom as a user scrolls, certainly you can have them click to the next page. But make sure the first page has a substantial amount of content on it. This is also one that we see a fair amount. And this is something that you can look at by comparing your link clicks versus your landing page views and also using a service like GT Metrics or Pingdom, you can actually find how your landing page loads. Does it load more than three seconds? If it loads more than three seconds, then you are sacrificing conversions on that. Amazon even had a study that stated that for every one second load time over three seconds, it causes a 10% drop in conversion rate. Let me say that again. For every one additional second over three seconds, your page load time causes a 10% drop in conversion rates. That's a serious drop in conversion rates, especially if you have a page that you go through either GT Metrics or Pingdom that loads in 15 to 20 seconds. And we have had customers who've had that very issue. As a result, they were paying more for their ads, lots of back clicks. And this is taken as a signal to Facebook that this is not a good user experience. It's a negative experience. And of course, through Facebook policy, make sure that your pages comply with all the advertising policies regarding sexually suggestive or shocking content, as well as malicious or deceptive ads. Those are both in uh, sensational content and adult content, as well as prohibited content on the page that we'll leave in the show notes or just Google it, Facebook advertising prohibited content. Super important to have there. So the point is, is that it's not just your ads, everyone. It's your ads plus the combination of your landing page. And then, like we said, it might be even your landing page's thank you page after that, which causes them to get the hell out of Dodge and go back to their newsfeed or back out 
to Instagram or wherever they actually clicked on your ad. So a second update that we've seen is low-quality content attribute updates from Facebook. And this is something that this came out late in 2018, and it's continued to show its face here in some of our ad accounts, which we've been effectively dealing with because these are moving targets. Facebook is continuously trying to improve the user experience and show ads with the highest total value. So clickbait is certainly still an issue and probably not as much of an issue as it was maybe two or three years ago. But there's a couple of clickbait examples that I'd like to go through here. So first off is exaggerating headlines that you might actually have in your ads themselves. So this could be either in your ads, but that could also be on your landing page as well. You've got to be very careful with that. So exaggerated headlines in your ads, such as like seven mind-blowing uses for carrots, which is one of the ones that Facebook actually talks about. So that's exaggerated headlines or sort of sensationalism. Another example is withholding. So ads that purposely withhold information to entice somebody to click a link in order to get a full understanding of something. So something like, hey, it's a miracle if she didn't break anything. Amazing. You'll never guess what happens next. You know, you never believe who tripped and fell on stage, that kind of thing. You might see those sorts of things in Taboola and Outbrain, but definitely not the types of ad headlines or post copy that you want to be putting on Facebook. And then last but certainly not least on the clickbait example, and this is a big no-no from Facebook and something that I have not seen as much recently, but certainly bears worth mention here, is engagement bait. So this is when the ad uses content that urges people to either interact in some way with likes or reactions, shares, or comments to increase engagement. We all know that ads with great engagement are the ones that have the highest total value or create the best user experience. But you know, examples of this might be like this or love this if you love puppies or you know, share this with your friends that love jazz music or, or tag a friend who loves puppies too. And lots of puppies examples here. Maybe Molly should be doing this one with Larry, her dog. But uh, respond with yes, if you agree. You got to be careful with this, with comment to messenger ads, especially. So they want meaningful engagement, not just surfacey engagement that causes people to inauthentically interact with your ads. So a lot of these updates here, a lot of these things that we've noticed in the last six months through tier 11 and all the different industries that we cover. And we do have a ton of customers in the health and wellness space, health and beauty space, in the information marketing space, in the biz op sort of space, make money online space, all above board, awesome customers that we have here at tier 11. But oftentimes their ads are mistaken for ones that are inauthentic. So we've had to deal with this quite quite a bit. And uh, thankfully through our partner manager, like I said, uh, she's really helped us sort of navigate this minefield here. But the most important thing for you to remember is negative experiences like these may not necessarily get flagged as disapproved, which Molly has a solution for you there. They might just result in lower post and ad performance. So, I mean, if your ads exhibit any of these types of attributes, their performance definitely will be affected. So a lot of the questions that we have with customers is, hey, you know, I've been running this one ad for so long and then all of a sudden it just stopped working. 
Well, there's could be a lot of reasons for that, but one of the reasons that we find is that when we actually do find the post itself, go into page post inside Ads Manager, we'll find that there are a fair amount of what we would refer to as negative feedback on the ads. And sometimes it's best to sort of pause those ads and start new ones and sort of rethink your messaging and your marketing. Because one of the things that has certainly been the case in 2018 is that ad costs certainly went up last year to a great degree from 2017. I was just at a mastermind uh, down in Miami and everyone was sort of lamenting over this, this problem, including the speaker who actually ran the entire event. But they've got a good plan for 2019 with Molly's help, which is going to be awesome. The point is, is that a lot of people are dealing with this sort of stuff. So definitely check in with Facebook advertising policy. Like I said, we'll leave a lot of links here in the show notes for you. And Molly is up next to tell you how to deal with this or if you actually get ads disapproved or other ways in which you can improve the performance of your ads. So Molly, take it from here. Hello, Perpetual Traffic listeners, Molly here. And what I want to talk about in regards to Facebook advertising terms of service and policy is a pretty new ad review process that Facebook has made a lot of updates to and something that I experienced recently. And so I review Facebook's terms of service at least once a month to just see if anything news popped up, make sure I'm up to date. And within the last few months, I noticed that at facebook.com forward slash policies forward slash ads, the number two spot there, the, the second Second thing that they tell you about their policies is about their ad review process. And it says before adverts appear on Facebook or Instagram, they're reviewed to make sure that they meet our advertising policies. Typically, most adverts are reviewed within 24 hours, although in some cases it may take longer. What we consider during the ad review process, we'll check your ads, images, text, targeting, and positioning in addition to the content on your ad's landing page. Your ad may not be approved if the landing page content isn't fully functional, doesn't match the product service promoted in your ad, or doesn't fully comply with our ad policies. What happens after an ad has been reviewed? And so everything else that I just read, I knew, right? But then what happens after an ad has been reviewed? After your ad has been reviewed, you'll receive a notification letting you know whether your ad has been approved. If it's approved, we'll start running your ad and you will be able to see your results and ads manager. But number three is what's new and exciting. Steps to take if disapproved. Edit your ad. If your advert hasn't been approved due to not fully complying with our policies, you can edit it and resubmit it for review. To edit your ad, check the email address associated with your ad account. If your ad isn't approved, we'll send you an email and details that explain why. Using the information in your disapproval email, which for me also comes as a notification to my personal profile, but using the information in your disapproval email, you can edit your ad and create a compliant one. Check this page for editing steps and it links over to an editing steps article. And then save your edited changes. When you've saved your changes, your ad will be resubmitted for review. And then it says, appeal the decision. If you can't edit your ad or feel that it not being approved 
received was a mistake, you can appeal the decision using this form. So this is a huge upgrade for us as Facebook advertisers and a great move from Facebook because before, if something was disapproved, they usually didn't necessarily tell you why. And if they did, it was a really generic reason. So, you know, for example, if you were flagged for calling people out by personal attributes, Facebook never told you what it was exactly about your copy or your creative that got you disapproved, right? And what's different now, for example, I had some ads approved a few weeks ago and they told us that the reason was that we were violating one of their ad policies, but they told us exactly where in our ad copy that we needed to change what we needed to change in our ad copy to get the ad approved again. And this all happened through the support inbox, right? So this is really powerful because this is going to allow us as advertisers to not spend so much time wondering what policy means, you know, when we get just a generic response from them. You can now actually have a conversation with someone inside of this support inbox, which you can just Google Facebook support inbox to figure out where that is. And so it's an actual back and forth conversation where they can tell you why something wasn't approved and you have the chance to edit it right? And actually change it. And it's going to save us a lot of time. And I had this experience. So I changed the copy that was causing the issue. I resubmitted it and it was approved. I also had another experience where ads were disapproved and I appealed the decision because they said that we had functionality in the ad that wasn't actual functionality, a play button, but we didn't. And so it was just a bug in their algorithm or a misstep in their algorithm when they were analyzing the compliance of our ads. And I immediately appealed it and said, hey, there is no false play button here. And they said, sorry, you know, we have now approved these ads. So I just want you guys to know that there is a new process for this. Definitely read up on it and take advantage of this. And these were in ad accounts that didn't have ad managers, right? So this wasn't a special level of support that I was getting. This was just through the support inbox. So just wanted you guys to know about that. Of course, it's always so important to stay up to date on policy with Facebook more now than ever. And I hope this helped you guys. I hope you're having such an awesome week. We appreciate you guys listening and we will talk next time. Thank you, Molly. Super helpful info there for all the Perpetual Traffic listeners. And we will have show notes here available for you for all the resources that we mentioned here in this episode. Just go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast and look forward to talking to you next week. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. 
Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply, that's tier11.com forward slash apply, and we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.